Hey everyone, you're listening to PR Hangover, a bi-weekly PR recap and talk show brought to you by Grand Valley State University's PRSSA chapter and hosted by me, Kelly Darcy. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you enjoy the show. Go ahead and start. All right, um, I'm Nicole. I'm a senior. I'm a writing major and a public relations minor. I'm Ashley Boven, and I am a senior, and I am a advertising and public relations major with a PR emphasis. And what did you get your first degree in? I have a BA from Grand Valley in creative writing. Yes, there it is. Yes. So um, what we're going to talk about today is kind of the importances of writing and editing and how it kind of pertains to APR. And I feel like, I know, it seems like an (laughs) eye roll because it seems like obviously you have to be able to read and write to read and write. (laughs) But um, you both have backgrounds in editing and, and writing, so you've kind of seen how maybe people aren't so great at it, or maybe common mistakes that are being made. Um, so maybe we can talk about that and get, maybe give a little bit of advice to maybe some of the people listening so they don't make those same mistakes. So um, what made you first get into writing, both of you? We'll start with Ashley. Oh, gosh. Okay. Um, in high school, I took a creative writing class, and I really enjoyed it. My professor was really encouraging, or I should say my teacher at that time, was really encouraging, and it was really the only thing that I felt like I was talented in and that I really wanted to pursue further when the time came to think about what I wanted to go to college for. And so um, since I didn't really see myself doing anything else at the time, I majored in creative writing, and I heard that Grand Valley had a great program, so I came down here. Um, and I, d- yeah, that's really it, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, it, it, it felt like a passion at the time, um, and then, but now looking back, I see it more of, oh, it was the only thing I could see myself doing, but um, it was a great experience, and I learned a lot and was able to grow my skills through pursuing that degree. Awesome. Um, I guess my, my obsession with writing started in probably like elementary school, like second grade. Mm-hmm. I was a very avid reader, like read anything I can find, sit at the doctor's office, read a magazine I didn't even know anything about. And I decided I wanted to write my own stories about the same people and have it turn out my way, and I wanted to write about my life, so I started it. And then it just became, well, I want to be like J.K. Rowling. I want to write best-selling books. And then as time goes on, you have to be a grown-up and realize that the probability of that happening is not quite as Mm -hmm. high as you imagine. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately. (laughs) (laughs) And so I got into a bit of journalism, a bit of script writing, a bit of literally everything, and... Grand Valley was the school I was very interested in going to, and they have a very unique writing program at this point. It's different from when Ashley went. Yes. And so I chose Grand Valley because of it, because it's something that is makes me happy, I guess, and the only thing I could really imagine myself like using as a profession. Interesting. Maybe in a couple of years you're going to come back to PRS. <laughs> you're going to be on the podcast and talk about how you thought it was the only thing you were going to be doing. I'm just kidding. I'm sure it'll definitely work out. I... Have, I know, I mean, I've worked, like, I've seen you edit things, and I've, and, I mean, you write, you're very good at copy, so, like, there's a, like, I've seen both of you somewhat in action, and blogs and all that, and those are, I mean, I think blogging is, people think it's very easy to do, until they do it, and then mm-hmm. they realize that it's not that easy. Mm-hmm. 
What do you guys think about blogging and, and you know, the experience you guys have had at least this year with PRSA, Grand PR with blogging? I have the um, added bonus, I guess, of taking CAP 105 this semester as well, where we are already blogging in the class. And so um, I've been able, yeah, so I'm able to practice my blogging skills there as well. Um, and then going to the national conference in October, um, we did a like a kind of a live blogging, a, a very shortly after each session blogging project. <laughs> a live um, recap. <laughs> a live recap. And um as soon as that was offered as an opportunity, I just jumped on it. I was like, this is this is a great opportunity. Um, I think that's kind of, um, I know this isn't really what you asked, but I think I really want to encourage others to take these opportunities because the only way you're going to grow these skills is to actually do it. And it's going to be hard at first, but um, there are people who um, are around to help edit, like Nicole, and, um, and you know, others in the program who maybe might feel a little more strong in their writing skills that can help you. But I think um, it's important to just do it, even if you don't, don't feel 100% confident. And I'm kind of preaching to the choir here because a goal for that I have is to keep up my blog after CAP 105. Um, so I think others would agree um, that with writing, you need to practice it to get good. To get good at it. I gotta get gooder at to the get, writing. To get gooder, to get <laughs> gooder at the words. <laughs> gooder at the words. Um, blogging. That's what we're talking about. Yes. Um, I actually, before any of this, I when I was at Grand Rapids Community College, I was in a creative writing class, and I was like, I'm gonna start a blog about creative writing and my experiences. And that was actually a really great experience for me because I ran my own blog all by myself, did all this stuff, and it was amazing. I met people from, like, Texas and Arizona through it, and that was great. And so when I came to Grand Valley, I did blogs that were a bit more professional than, like, how do you create fictional characters that don't suck? Right. And, um, but still, that's relevant. <laughs> yeah, through, um, like, 220 and everything. And I am actually the blog manager for Grand PR, mm -hmm. which is a very good experience because it, instead of writing all the posts myself, doing all the stuff and like focusing solely on the things I want to write and how I write them, I get to interact with a lot of different writing styles and see how other people view the world and see how they interact with the same things I interact with every day and approach it in a different way, which is fun. Yeah. So are there any kind of, this is a little bit more, not for Ashley, um, but are there any like common mistakes or maybe things that you see while editing blogs or in your, and previously also, I mean, you have a whole degree in this, so anything that maybe you've read from peers or anything that are maybe common mistakes that people make when writing that maybe they think is a good tactic. Like I remember I used to always start things off with a question and I thought that was so smart, <laughs> like papers by being like, so what is target audiences? Like, and don't do that. Like, like, like if I'm talking, that, like presenting, that makes sense. But if I'm writing it down, it just looks really silly. It's like I'm wasting space. So is there anything similar to that? I mean, granted, that was like high school, but you know, some people are freshmen who are right out of high school. I feel like one of the things I notice a lot is just people not having confidence in the fact that they are communicating. So you see a lot of people that can get very kind of convoluted phrases mm -hmm. Or they'll try to repeat the same thing over and over again in like six different ways. You're like, it's okay, I understood you the first time, and you know that I understood you the first time. Right. And just, uh, I think one of the things that I feel like I have to do as like blog manager and firm editor 
is to like just be like you guys can write you are fully capable of it you've been practicing for a very long time Mm -hmm. and kind of encourage them to push themselves to improve it instead of being scared to try something for the fear of failing Mm -hmm. to add to that i see a lot of my peers in my cap 105 um that also are very capable of writing but um they throw in some conversational phrases or just cliches that really take away from the meaning of what they're trying to communicate. And in a way, I think it's trying to pad word count and um, or just they might be trying to sound like they know what they're talking about. But by throwing in those cliches and and, um, conversational phrases, it's it's taking away from their credibility. Um, And that's credibility is like the number one thing that I think of why for as a reason for why people should care about their writing because um especially in a a blog situation um if you want people to take you seriously they need to understand what you're communicating and and understand what you are trying to say I just said the same thing twice (laughs) (laughs) that have confidence um Kind of going off of that, one of the things I've noticed is just like addressing readers directly. And it works fine if you use it consistently. Mm-hmm. But when you like throw it in, when you don't, it's usually when you're like trying to figure out a way to say something. And the only way you can think of it is to use a conversational thought or like, mm-hmm. it's like when you do this and you don't realize it. But then if you're using the whole, like, let's say you have three paragraphs before that don't use the word you once you can tell and it feels very different and it changes kind of the reader's perspective of the person that's talking to them. And coming from someone who has spent a lot of time between English classes and AP Lit and college level English (laughs) classes and writing classes, like analyzing every single piece of a sentence, noticing that and recognizing that that can make an argument weaker or make like a analysis, I guess, weaker, it definitely helps me focus on making my writing stronger and helping others to do the same thing. So what do you guys think are some ways, because I know you talked about, like, no cliches, like, less, <laughs> fewer cliches, yes. and, you know, trying to not be conversational and, and this type of thing, and I wonder how can someone, or how do you think is the best way for someone to show personality and show and show their blog voice mm-hmm. through writing yeah. then? Because I feel like, you know, I crack jokes and I'm so funny when I speak because like I use my mannerisms on my face, but you can't necessarily put that into text. So how do you guys think it's if someone could do that without being a cliche or throwing in a strange question to someone else in the third paragraph? I just want to clarify, I don't think it's wrong to use a conversational tone in um, in your blogging specifically. Um, it's but as Nicole kind of hit on, it's just important to keep that as um, consistent. Um, I already forgot the question, <laughs> but I wanted to make sure <laughs> I wanted to make sure to clarify that point. No, right. I don't think I don't think having a conversational voice is bad. I think having mm-hmm. it a random conversational yeah. question yeah. is not great. Right. I do. I do when I read it, and I'm like, oh, this is just an informative piece, and then it asks me, and I'm like, whoa, my brain set was not prepared for a question for me. Yeah. Strange. I meant more so like. So to create a voice, like, and if everything was conversational all the time, you know, then do you really have a voice or are you just being like everyone else? So mm-hmm. I guess my question is differentiating your your specific voice while writing. You want me to? 
Yeah, go, um, go for it. I think <laughs> a lot of it is to just practice mm-hmm. and to kind of just write whatever you want, write for yourself, write mm-hmm. just whenever and look at your writing and like analyze, okay, you know, what feels most like me? What when I say something feels like I'm trying to be a different person? What just doesn't sound authentic? And kind of going through and even reading other people's writing, I think, is very helpful. And that's something that gets drilled into your head when you are in, like, trying to hone your writing skills is, like, just read. Read everything. Read people you want to be, like, read people that you hate and have no interest whatsoever in their voice and understand what differentiates Mm. them from you. Yeah. Yeah, I will echo what Nicole just said about writing for yourself. Um, I began a practice a couple years ago now, um, and it's called Morning Pages, and it was something that, what, a concept that was created by this author named Julia Cameron. She wrote a book called The Artist's Way that I would recommend for any um, creative mind or even people who don't think they have a creative mind. Um, so one of the things she recommends in this book is to write morning pages. Every morning you wake up and the first thing you do in the morning is write three handwritten pages. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> like, I love writing and I love writing, but, like, when I wake up, I'm out... Like I told you guys, in the morning I'm either doing homework or I'm like not writing. Yeah, I should confess that since I've been back in school, the practice has uh, fallen apart (laughs) (laughs) quite quickly. But it has been really useful for me in discovering things about myself um, personally, but also just discovering my my writing voice as well and so it doesn't have to be handwritten but I I do want to echo what Nicole said about making time to write every day and I know your professors will say this I've heard Adrian Wallace say it more than once um that you know you should be writing every day um and or even every other day just making that time to practice and and find your voice so then what about like when someone because I'm thinking like I I love writing and I feel I'm pretty good at writing. But then I, you know, I wonder how, like, how often I write for myself. Mm. And I think about, like, I write every day, but how often am I, am I writing, like, for me? And I wonder, like, I don't know, like, I hate journaling. Like, I always thought it was so dull. Like, just, like, by the time I got to, like, halfway through my recap of my day, I was like, I don't care anymore. <laughs> I was like, this is, I'm done with this. So I wonder if, like, there's a way to... Like, I feel like when people think blogging, they think about their lives. And I wonder if there's a way to just maybe get, like, a content calendar given to you, or just, like, like oh, there's books like that where it's, like, like a, a phrase or a prompt mm-hmm. to, like, draw about. I'd mm-hmm. like that just, like, to, like, write something about. Yeah. And then just, like, Mad Libs. Give me Mad Libs. I'll, <laughs> I'll make that happen. That's one thing that I've liked about CAP 105 is that um, the topics that we've been given to blog about are not things that I would have chosen to write about on my own. And so um, definitely, I know that there are books out there, probably not specifically for a blog, but just for writing that have prompts, even I'm sure if you looked online. Um, The other thing is, what are you interested in? Um, Like, I have an idea that I may pursue on my blog. I am so out of the loop with Snapchat. But I'm, but, I'm, but I'm really interested in how everybody else seems to love it. And so I'm trying to keep an ear out for... Uh, I know <laughs> you do. I'm trying to, I'm trying to keep a, for my, an ear out for how Snapchat's being used in creative ways and trying to kind of educate myself on how, yes, it is a useful tool. It's just not, it's not just a narcissistic tool thing. So 
Um, <laughs> so finding things that you're interested in or um, something that is in our field of interest that you can blog about, that you're writing from your own perspective, it may not be something that you would have necessarily chosen to write about if you were just given a, a notebook and like, here, write. But um, that's going to be building valuable skills. That's something that you can show to future employers as well, that you're interested in the field and that um, you're making that time to write about it. And you're knowledgeable. You right. have to have had some sort of research. Like, I just thought of, like, three articles I could send you. Now that I know you're looking for them, <laughs> you know, like, I mean, I do, I mean, granted, I'm a little bit biased because I have to find articles for USSA anyway. But, you know, there's, like, I, when you think about some of that, like, I... I must just not be, like, a writer at heart because when I think of that, I'm like, I want to talk about that. Mm. I'm like, I want to podcast about that <laughs> stuff. Or I want to just, like, not even podcast. Like, I don't even care about this. But, like, you know, just, like, commute. Like, I would rather just, like, be like, hey, I found this article. Like, I found an article either put out on PRSA already or going to come on PRSA, I'm not sure, where, like, uh, Snapchat ads only get 0.3 seconds of view. So, like, I don't think Snapchat is, the, like, the place to be and, like, where to go. But, like, the mm. new format of ads, 0.3 seconds per ad. That's it out of like 10 seconds or six to 10 seconds. Yeah. Like what a waste. And like, no, and I thought that like, that was like mind boggling when I found that out. So that's interesting. Yeah. So like people love it, but maybe it's not great, but people don't love it for advertising. I don't think everything's going to catch on versus like Instagram. Right. Like I kind of really like Instagram ads. Like they're <laughs> so, they just blend right in. And, and yeah. they're usually things I really, because the content has to be so creative. Sorry, this is not about writing. I just like really love, like was thinking about it today. And, but like, the content that has to go on Instagram, like everyone who uses it correctly knows it has to be creative content. Mm -hmm. like it has to be unique. It has to be interesting or pretty or gory. It has to be something like extreme. <laughs> like, 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 like it just does. So like when people create the ads that have to go on Instagram, they have to also match that, which I really appreciate. Hmm. Versus like Twitter where people can just do whatever they want and no one really cares. Right. So sorry. That's, that was a tangent. <laughs> <laughs> just went on. People have to write those, right? There's copy in that. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wanted did you have anything well I was just gonna say that one of the things that I thought of as soon as you were talking about like trying to find topics for journaling was like literally typing in like blog post idea generator and I literally there's like how to write a blog post every day and there are topics that could be really easily applied to journalism and just one thing I thought of specifically from you talking about how you start you used to start everything with a question is like write a question what made me really angry this week yeah what do I wish that I could be doing right now instead of studying for finals? <laughs> and just respond to it. It doesn't have to be perfect or educated because if you're just writing for you to find your own style, the best bet is going to be to do something that is resonating with you and going from there. And it you kind of hone it over time, I think, to where you can find topics from the most ridiculous things in, like, even dream journals. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I have ridiculous dreams all the time to where I'm like, I'm going to sleep in for 20 more minutes and figure out what just happened. <laughs> but like, okay, what is this something that you remember from it and going from there? It's once you start doing it, it gets easier. And don't limit yourself to just nonfiction or just fiction. Um, you know, um, it could be that it's easier for you when you're practicing to write about things that are not real um you know making up stories that's fine you're you're gonna find your voice in there too and that may end up translating into um your nonfiction type blogs yeah definitely i was thinking like i've had weird dreams lately i got another tangent sorry <laughs> um 
but like I do this thing where like I'll write them down, but then I'll go like I'll wake up at like two a.m. and then write down like I'm like oh this is it like this like I'm excited for this. I wake up next morning and it doesn't make like, <laughs> it logistically makes no sense. And I'm like I don't know what this means. Like, I have no memory of it then, and I'm like, but why? Or I'll like I'll like wake up if it's something I keep having dreams about all of my finals and like all my plans that uh, I have to do. So I should have like tactics. I keep having tactics coming. Up. <laughs> I do like I have a gorilla marking tactic that I like dreamt of last night. And uh, I like I'll message my partner in the project and I'll just be like disregard this until later. And I just write down all the things and then I'm like okay. <laughs> but yeah, I mean people can do that and actually like write things and not just you know half-ass them like I do and just then go back to sleep. But but yeah, definitely. There is a sign. You made me think of a Seinfeld episode where Jerry um, thinks of a really funny joke in his sleep, and he writes it down. And in the morning, he cannot make out what he wrote down. <laughs> it's just the whole episode is trying to figure it out. It's really funny. I don't remember the name or anything, but throwback to Seinfeld. <laughs> love the Seinfeld. <laughs> well, do you guys have any like parting advice for people? Obviously, like practice. But how how about like starting? Like, what do you think is the best way for someone to start? blogging is there any like avenues they should be looking at or like or like do you guys have any favorite blogs that you know I know I know you have a bunch of favorite podcasts besides this one but you know, <laughs> any favorite blogs that you would recommend for someone just to kind of read up and just to start reading every day oh. well I you know confession um I do not read a lot of blogs right now um but I would like to um and one that I just stumbled upon um is this woman here in Grand Rapids, um, Olivia Adams. She has her own like PR thing that she does. And, <laughs> um, and she just started a blog. She's going to do this weekly blog where she's just going to write down some prompts um, that she's going to answer. And then she invites her audience to comment with their answers. And it's a way to kind of interact. But also, I think that'd be a really great way for people to start practicing just yeah. writing about their life. Um, so I just jumped in on that. Um, so look her up, Olivia Adams PR, and she also is blogging about what she's doing with her business. And so I think that'd be a really great place for a lot of our folks who are listening to look. Um, coming from somebody that did start their own blog and ran it for almost two years, um, you just kind of have to do it. And it's scary and you don't know what you're doing. And sometimes it really sucks. But just having the willingness to be like, all right, you know what? I'm going to put something out there. Like, just talk about your life. I just, like, was like, oh, I learned this really cool thing in class today about, like, setting and using setting and objects to make, create emotion. And, like, the using... The motions that were just happening right now. <laughs> there were a lot of hand motions. It wasn't even typing. It was, like, it was just hand. It was, like, finger flailing. I'm so sorry. Jazz Continue. fingers. I just it get was, really like, excited when I learn things, ground. okay, guys? <laughs> Like, there was no bending. It was just like, there was, like someone mashing piano keys. I'm sorry. <laughs> Continue. Start your own life. But, like, the worst that's going to happen is no one's going to read it, and then you mm. wrote for yourself, and that's great. Right. Or you can meet people that are going to have the same interests as you and are going to push you to continue and encourage you, which is what something that happened to me. Um, you just have to do it. Like, if you don't know what to write about, just start with something in your life. Just start with the smallest, least scary thing you can think of to talk about. Like, this is what I do at school, and it's not scary because I know it really well because I've been at school for it for X amount of years. Mm -hmm. Just start with what you know, I guess. And you could even start with, obviously, like a WordPress blog, um, or you could start with Tumblr. Um, just 
using something that's really free um, and has some help guides for setting up but I'd say you know if you're worried about all the technical sides of it you know don't worry about that yet um, just worry about getting stuff written um, yeah I would echo just start um, the way that I started getting into blogging initially was I was connected with this oh, it's gonna sound really weird but <laughs> <laughs> I uh, like in middle school and high school, I was part of this message board on the internet that was just oh, all, no. it was, it was all, it was just a bunch of young women around the world. And we were all trying to like figure out how to set up our websites and set up our blogs and, our lives. um, <laughs> and set up our lives. And we were all in love with our boyfriends that were so amazing. Obviously. And yes, obviously, but I didn't know these girls at all, but I was comfortable writing for them because there was no risk. They didn't know me at all. And so, you know, if you want to get started on this and you're worried about the people who you know, like finding it, then just do it secretly. Make up a name and, and just like start practicing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's no shame in that at all. If it's, it's a way to get started. And um, I, I found it to be a really um, safe way to find my voice when I was first getting started. Oh, and one more additional plug. I would really encourage it just because I have landed a two jobs, two job offers, I should say, because of my blogging skills. Because I'm like, oh, you want blogging people? You want people that can write? Oh, look at this article. Look at this one. This is what I do. And having that to be able to say this is what I write about, I can write without having to use like academic papers or really formal assignments mm -hmm. can be really helpful. But, so, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, I would also point out to anyone that's um, at Grand Valley to use the Writing Center as a good resource. Yes. yes. I was going to say that. Um, sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but there, I know everyone always kind of, for some reason, like our Writing Center and Speech Labs get like, like they're so Ooh. wonderful that students yep. are, like just won't use them. Um, as someone who's graduating very soon, the more that like it near the end nears, the more I'm like, but what about all the people who are going to read over my stuff for me? Like, it's very <laughs> scary once you get up there. So um, I would recommend utilizing your resources. And even if you don't have a prompt yourself or you don't can't find that blog or anything, maybe like with a bunch of friends or a bunch of colleagues or Twitter followers, start like a like a follow train and hashtag thing and why do I say it like that like, I like I'm actually very smart um, but you know get people to give each other prompts like you like you said utilize the internet mm -hmm. maybe not a message board since it's not 1990 <laughs> um, but <laughs> sorry is over I'm old <laughs> but um, so stay away from uh, scary message boards <laughs> don't talk to strangers but do on Twitter because it's more normal <laughs> it's just like 21st century message oh, boards oh that's how it works these days <laughs> I want to echo what you said, Kelly, though, about the Writing I'm Center. Old. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm that I'm kidding. old. I'm, totally I'm old. <laughs> well, as an old person, I can say that I did work um, while I was pursuing my previous bachelor's degree. That I did work at the Writing Center for two and a half years, and I didn't know that. yeah, and so um, that's something that I love. I mean, look for people around you who love writing and love to help people with writing because. It makes me really happy to, yeah. to help people with their writing, too. And when you do seek help, seek help with your writing, don't look for someone to just fix it up for you. Like, really see what they have to say and um, 
work to make those changes and really try to incorporate those changes in your future writing. Um, if there's patterns that are pointed out, um, just take it seriously. Um, the Writing Center is a great resource, and I'm not just saying that as someone who worked there. I just went there last week to get help with a project, so don't for a minute think that I'm above it. Like, you got to start somewhere, and these people are being paid to help you, and they're your peers, and they're not scary at all. So use them. <laughs> I will also say, um, as far as like grand PR blogs go, one of the things that like literally makes me squeal with delight is when someone comes up to me, they go, I really think this piece is important. I want to use it in my portfolio. Can you go through a couple rounds of edits with me? Will you work with me on this? Nice. Like to have someone consider my help to be important to them and the possibility of getting a future job is a really big deal to me. And I know from being a writing tutor at CC mm-hmm. that it is. It's the people there will take it very seriously and they're there to support you and they think it's important too. So don't be afraid that they're going to judge you. Like you could probably go in there with like really bad poetry and they're still going to treat it just as seriously as they would anything else. So yes. Yes, be open to learning. Be don't don't worry if you think you're not a good writer or you're not a writer. It really starts with that attitude, just making sure that you're telling yourself, "I am a writer. I'm becoming a writer." I think that I'm getting all like philosophical here, but <laughs> I took um, I took Com 295 this summer, and um, one of the things that we learned in that class is. The way that you think about your world, the way that you talk about your world, creates your world. So if you're saying, I'm not a good writer, I'm not a writer, then no, you're not going to be a writer. Um, So just think about that mindset that you can have of like, I'm learning to become a writer, I'm becoming a writer, I'm committing to being a writer. Um, I think that that's really important. So don't, don't shut yourself down before you begin. It is a really valuable skill to have in this career that field that we're entering, and so be open to it. So where can anyone find you guys if maybe they need help with some editing? <laughs> or they want to reach out and talk about prompts or anything else that you guys love talking about? Um, I mean, I usually go through email. It's just um, Nicole Riley Clark, R-I-L-E-Y-C-L-A-R-K, no H in Nicole, <laughs> um, at gmail.com. Um, I don't really do a lot of my blog now, but if you go to spunfromink.wordpress.com, I do have a pretty good article on writing anxiety which is actually very helpful. And I know from people's comments on it and some of the conversations I've had with people about it that it's, it just has basic tips for, okay, how do I get started? How do I write when I'm scared of it? Um, if you want to read any of that, comment on any of that, I'm fine. If you need to hunt me down, <laughs> I'm, I'm around. You'll find me. Not that hard to find on if you go to our, our yeah. PRSSA Twitter. Yes. Yeah, I'm there. And... Yeah, probably the best way to find me would be on Twitter. I'm a Ruth Boven, and um, I also just remembered one more resource for people. Um, if you, the minimalists.com. Oh yeah. Yeah. So they, it's two guys um, in Minnesota. Um, <laughs> that blog about living with less, basically, which is, I think is a very uh, useful mindset to have in the first place. But um, one of them. I I think it's Joshua. He is also um, really into writing. He does these workshops with people, and he's written some blogs specifically about writing that I've found to be really helpful as well. So look for those as well. Um, but yeah, I don't ask me to help you with writing in the next two weeks, seriously, because um, I'm busy. Yeah. <laughs> this will be coming out after we're done with finals, so we're all home and enjoying uh, the, the holiday season. Yeah.
Yes, well then, perfect time to get me is at the beginning of the semester. I love to help people with their writing. I like to take on new responsibilities <laughs> and then get overloaded at the end of semester yes. and question it. Yeah, why do you think that I'm doing so many podcasts in one day? <laughs> Just because we love the podcast. And you guys love writing. Yes. Well, thank you guys so much for joining me tonight. And uh, hopefully everyone will talk to you soon on your respective Twitters and emails. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for listening to PR Hangover. If you want more PR news like this, be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at GV underscore PRSSA. Talk to you soon.